Today is January 26th, 2024. This is Read Through the New Testament. Hi, everyone. Greetings, everyone. Uh, Today we're going to be reading half of Luke chapter 7 and then all of Philippians chapter 3. And Luke chapter 7 just continues the theme of Jesus and his ministry. You've read a lot of these things before, almost every single reading. It's Jesus healing people. Um, and then particularly here, uh, he's talking about John the Baptist. Mm-hmm. John asks some questions about Jesus. Are you the one? And he then speaks very highly of, of John the Baptist. Okay. Luke chapter 7, verse 1. After he had finished all his sayings in the hearing of the people, that's his sermon from Luke chapter 6, he entered Capernaum. Now, a centurion had a servant who was sick and at the point of death who was highly valued by him. And when the centurion heard about Jesus, he sent to him elders of the Jews asking him to come and heal his servant. And when he came to Jesus, they pleaded with him earnestly, saying, He is worthy to have you do this for him, for he loves our nation, and he is the one who built us our synagogue. And Jesus went with him. When he was not far from the house, the centurion sent his friend, saying to him, Lord, do not trouble yourself, for I am not worthy to have you come under my roof. Therefore, I did not presume to come to you, but just say the word and let my servant be healed. For I too am a man set under authority with soldiers under me. And I say to one, go, and he goes, and to another, come, and he comes. And to my servant, do this, and he does it. And when Jesus heard these things, he marveled at him, and turning to the crowd that followed him, said, I tell you, not even... In Israel have I found such faith. And when those who had been sent returned to the house, they found the servant well. Boy, so many good things here about the Jews are so against Jesus, but all of a sudden they're on the side of the centurion because money is involved and the centurion's a good man who understands Jesus under authority, uh, Jesus over authority, like he's got authority over sickness. He just needs to say the word and it will happen. And his great faith that should Israel should have had, like just and so many lessons here. as well. Yeah. Even for being a great, rich, wealthy man, he was right. super humble. Oh, right. Jesus, you don't need to come to our house. Right. Yeah. Okay, verse 11. Soon afterward, he went to a town called Nain, and his disciples and a great crowd went with him. As, as he drew near to the gate of the town, behold, a man who had died was being carried out, the only son of his mother. And she was a widow. And a considerable crowd from the town was with her. And when the Lord saw her, he had compassion on her. And he said to her, do not weep. Then he came up and touched the bier, and the bearers stood still. And he said, young man, I say to you, arise. And the dead man sat up and began to speak. And Jesus gave him to his mother. Fear seized them all. And they glorified God, saying, a great prophet has arisen among us, and God has visited his people. And this report about him spread through the whole of Judea and all the surrounding country. Yep. And responding from verse 16 of the crowd saying, a great prophet has arisen. John the Baptist is in prison. He's like, okay, is he just a prophet or is he really the one we need to Hmm. seek, the Messiah? So he wanted clarity. Verse 18, the disciples of John reported all these things to him. And John, calling two of his disciples to him, sent him to the Lord saying, are you the one who is to come? Or shall we look for another? Like, are you a prophet like me or... Are you the one? And when the men had come to him, they said, John the Baptist has sent us to you, saying, Are you the one who is to come, or shall we look for another? In that hour he healed many people of diseases and plagues and evil spirits, and on many who were blind and bestowed sight. 
And he answered them, Go and tell John what you have seen and heard. The blind receive their sight, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, and the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the poor have good news preached to them, and blessed is the one who is not offended by me. It's interesting, they ask the question, in verse 21, he goes around and he then turns and heals, blind and lame and lepers probably, mm-hmm. and then he says, hey, what do you see? And he's trying to get him to think back to Isaiah, uh, I think it's 35, and um, just kind of how when the Christ comes, he's going to come in this way. Hmm. But it's interesting, he does not hmm. directly answer the question, are you the one who is to come or shall we look for another? He could have easily asked, answered, yes, yeah, I'm the yeah. one, uh-huh. but he didn't. Right. Um, okay, verse um, 24. 24. When John's messengers had gone, Jesus began to speak to the crowds concerning John. What did you go out into the wilderness to see? A reed shaken by the wind? When did you go, or what did you, what then did you go out to see? A man dressed in soft clothing? Behold, those who are dressed in splendid clothing and live in luxury are in king's courts. What then did you go out to see? A prophet? Yes, I tell you, and more than a prophet. This is he of whom it is written, Behold, I send my messenger before your face, who will prepare your way before you. I tell you, among those born of women, none is greater than John. Yet the one who is least in the kingdom of God is greater than he. When all the people heard this, and the tax collectors too, They declared God just, having been baptized with the baptism of John. But the Pharisees and the lawyers rejected the purpose of God for themselves, not having been baptized by him. Yep, that's what it is. So we will come back here tomorrow to finish as uh, Jesus speaks a little bit more about John the Baptist. And then we see a great lesson on love and forgiveness. Uh, But right now, we're going to Philippians chapter 3. And though this doesn't use the word gospel... Mm -hmm. It puts forth the gospel in a great way that Paul had all these religious attainments and yet he counted them as nothing in light of Christ. Finally, my brothers, rejoice in the Lord. To write the same things to you again is no trouble to me and it is safe for you. Look out for the dogs. Look out for the evildoers. Look out for those who mutilate the flesh. For we are the circumcision who worship by the Spirit of God And glory in Christ Jesus and put no confidence in the flesh. Though I myself have reason for confidence in the flesh, if anyone else thinks he has reason for confidence, I have far more. And look at all of his religious achievements. Mm. This just shows you're not saved by going to church and doing righteous things. Because Paul was a very high achiever. Better than all. Mm -hmm. Circumcised on the eighth day of the people of Israel of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews, as to law a Pharisee, As to zeal, a persecutor of the church. As to the righteousness under law, blameless. But whatever gain I had, I counted as loss for the sake of Christ. Indeed, I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. For his sake, I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish in order that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which comes through faith in Christ, the righteousness from God that depends on faith that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and may share his sufferings, becoming like him in his death, that by any means possible, I may attain the resurrection from the dead. 
Okay, verse 12. <clears throat> Not that I have already obtained this or am already perfect, but I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own. But one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Let those of us who are mature think this way. And if in anything you think otherwise, God will reveal that also to you. Only let us take hold of what uh, only let us hold true to what we have attained. Brothers, join in imitating me and keep your eyes on those who walk according to the example you have in us. For many of whom I have often told you and now tell you even with tears walk as enemies of the cross of Christ. Their end is destruction. Their God is their belly. And they glory in their shame with minds set on earthly things. But our citizenship is in heaven, and from it we await a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly body to be like his glorious body by the power that enables him even to subject all things to himself. Yep, and summary-wise, just Paul um, saying all the religious gain to him was lost because of Christ. And... um, Yet that doesn't mean he just sits down and says, oh, I'm forgiven in Jesus. No, but he stresses, he presses on, mm-hmm. um, seeks to have the goal. Presses on and he's got a, an eternal <clears throat> perspective yep. of citizenship in heaven. He's pressing on towards that. Yep. And he wants others to walk in his example, verse 17. Yeah. All right. Sounds good. We'll see you tomorrow. Okay. Bye, everyone.